Hello guys, welcome to episode two of Nyasha Musa Grace. I'm Nana. And I'm Nyasha. And today, today, today we are talking about language mm-hmm. and hair typing. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of the episodes that literally came from comments that we had had. So mm-hmm. um, one of our listeners had mentioned, she really liked the bit about comments like good hair and the effects they have on how we think about our hair and what it should and shouldn't look like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Language. Words are powerful. They are. I think we've heard this so many times, but wow. Especially when it comes to the management of Afro hair. Yes. Language is so important. And I think even when I started my own personal hair journey, when I decided to become natural, again, it was because of words. Mm. It was because of words. Mm. It was because a little person in my life was just like, but I want to look pretty too. Right. And she hadn't been told she wasn't pretty, but this is just the conclusion she came to that, Mm -hmm. wow, girls with straight hair. Um, they, it, you know, straight hair is everywhere. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things where you think, oh, I've got children in my life and what am I projecting teaching to, to them? You know, whether you're an aunt or whatever you are, um, a mom, mm. especially. And so it was like, no, we're pretty. We are pretty because of we are pretty. Right. We are beautiful because we are beautiful. And also beauty has to come from inside yeah because you can look amazing but um if your insides are messed up this is true you're not going to be in a good place and Mm -hmm. that happens on so many levels in all cultures but i think when it comes to hair curly hair especially has got the worst um it takes the worst abuse yeah and i'm not talking about curly hair from maybe say a black african perspective I'm talking about Asian girls with curly hair. Mm. I'm talking about North Africans with curly hair. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just talking about even Europeans with curly yeah. hair. Even 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 um, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. She has her own hair story to tell about her curly hair because her natural hair is very very curly. Right. And then she was straightening it and doing all sorts of things. For whatever reason, she does talk about it in an interview, so people can Google it and find it. Mm-hmm. But she says, she, <clears throat> as an older woman, now she regrets that she literally heat trained her hair, damaged her hair to the point where her curls have just lost that curliness that they yeah. used to have. And at the bottom of all that is language. Right. It's words. It's how people describe it. There's an advert that I'm currently side-eyeing. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what it's for. This is how bad it is. But it's something about, oh, get your your, your your spirit. It's something about your inner qualities and you're so strong. and you're this. I don't even know what the product is. Right. Purely because there's a black woman that's shown walking down the street. And then she has something to do with this product. And all of a sudden, her hair grows out and it becomes this, this afro, this big mm. curl. You know, it becomes curly hair. But it's the wording around that that I was like, hang on a minute. Right. Why do you think it's okay for you to go from, oh, yes, she was looking very professional with straight hair. And all of a sudden now, you know, she's got like this, this, this wild. I think they use the word wild Mm. in connection with Uh the transformation that takes place. And the most visible part of that transformation is her hair. Right. 
So words like tame, words like, and this is not just black people, yeah? Even when when white women are being targeted, mm-hmm. it's like tame your frizz. Yeah. No. Why are we talking about tame mm-hmm. in that context? Because what is then heard, especially by youngsters, is something that is not good enough. Right. Right. And and that is that is what leads to people not liking or not loving their, their own hair. hair. And um, it, it's one of those things that does happen, especially we remember things from being a child. We remember the way in which our hair is talked about. And I'll use another illustration of um, myself and my cousin. Mm. We're not too dissimilar in age. Um, but the way in which her hair was spoken about and the way in which my hair was spoken about was always very different. Mm-hmm. And Did you, Are you the one who had the good hair? I'm the one with the good hair, oh dear. quote unquote. So we decided to go natural around the same time. And I just embraced my hair. I was absolutely in love with it from the day dot i was like oh my goodness my hair's starting to do this this and this it was amazing to Mm me um but it took her and is still taking her a lot longer to love her hair Mm. and for a really long time it was a constant comparison between her hair and my hair Mm -hmm. and i would have to call her out on that no we're not going to do that Mm -hmm. we're not going to compare because Mm -hmm. there is no need but at the stem of that was not because of the curl pattern Mm -hmm. it was not because one hair is better than the other hair. It was purely because of the way in which our hair had been spoken about to us mm-hmm. as children, which then informed how we felt about our hair and c- becoming natural as we grew up. Yeah. I think a lot of women who wind up having relaxers out of choice because they're old enough to have a relaxer will right. have a relaxer purely because the words that they would, my hair is unmanageable, my hair is difficult, my yes. hair is hard, my hair is... It's just, it's never positive words. Right. It's never positive words. And they're now believing this because this is what they've heard all through their lives. And sometimes it's just like as simple as a phone call. Oh, I've got to go and do so-and-so's hair. You know, the child is a tough head child. Mm. <laughs> that came from one of the listeners. <laughs> she was called <laughs> tough head child. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is, but there's people <laughs> out there who understand what that is. Um, and so things like good hair. The root of that, this is why I personally don't use that Yeah. in my own personal life. Um, and also because professionally it's not terms that we use because, again, the root of things like that is negative. Yes. So the good hair would have been people who were mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, a looser curl. And people who had a looser curl. Yeah. People who had lighter skin as yes. well. And... They just didn't have the same experience of curly hair or of Afro hair that everybody else had. Mm. Now, it's not to say that the Afro is less Afro than a tighter curl Afro or whatever. That's not what we're saying. Like, I've got, I've seen Caucasian people who've got like an Afro that I'm like, that's not even fair. Why is mm. your Afro more Afro than mine? <laughs> you know, um, but the point is, it's it's words that have been used and how they have been used at a child's formative age. Yes. And this is where um, Napoli Ever After comes comes into effect. Mm -hmm. Because I think the trailer doesn't do it justice, but then I understand trailers are trailers. But I watched it purely from a... I watched it with my working head on because it's not the kind of film I would ever watch. I don't watch things like that in my personal life. Um... So I watched it from a professional point of view and it was interesting 
that her issues, her issues stemmed from her mother. Right. Now, she has a close relationship with her mother, mm -hmm. but certain elements of that relationship are toxic. toxic. For sure. And I think we mentioned this in season one. Yes. Where we spoke about how as well. these things come from grandmothers. Yes. They come from mothers. They come from aunts. They come from uncles. They come from brothers. They come from sisters. They come from people who love us. Right. And those people are not thinking, hang on a minute. When this was said to me, this about me, what did it produce in me years later? That is it. Because it is producing something. It does produce something. And this is where sometimes you, you see all these fights happening mm. on social media of people commenting on, but her hair is good or she's not black and she's not this. And then people start to, to decide how much of a black person you can be. They start to comment on yeah. things that are, are divisive um, purely because someone else's experience of hair. Yeah is not the same as theirs. And then this is where colorism comes into right. it. And then it's like, yeah, well, but so-and-so, like, for example, Beyonce a few months ago had uh, an image posted by her stylist and it was, like, supposed to be natural hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> the comments underneath that were, it was just a war zone. And people are like, but Beyonce is not even black. And Beyonce is not this. Now, if you ask Beyonce, uh, what are you? Beyonce doesn't identify as anything other than a black woman. Yeah. Um, and her mother's genes and whatever. You see, people's genetics are people's genetics. But you cannot say just because Beyonce's hair is like that, her hair is necessarily better than or yeah. worse than somebody else. Her sister's hair is very different. It is, yeah. But they come from the same parents. Mm -hmm. They just have different genetic makeup. Um, who's got healthier hair? Hands down, I would say Solange. Right. Yeah. From a professional point of view, Solange has got healthier hair than Beyonce. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Beyonce has her hair colored. So all that coloring and all the stuff that is happening obviously does affect her hair. Mm -hmm. But the point I was making was about language and how people were trying to diminish her blackness yes. or her experiences as a black woman just because her genes are what her genes are. Her hair is no better than anyone else's. Mm -hmm. it's, it's got nothing to do with what's your curl pattern like, what's this, what's that, and which is why I'm very uncomfortable with the hair typing system. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not pro the hair. So I don't use it yes. in my personal life and at work. We do not use the hair typing system. Again, because when we then hear people, we go by what clients come to us and say, not necessarily braiding clients, because you know, when people are coming to get their hair braided, it's like, oh, I want to get my hair braided and I want this and I want that and I blah, 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 blah. Okay, we talk about that. We do the consultation based around braiding and the rest of it but when it comes to anything that has to do with with um trichology and mm. hair repair especially a lot of hair repair people come because their their hair is damaged they come because their hair is falling out they come because their hair is thinning and their situations with the scalp this is where we talk about we go really deep and a lot of times people will say Oh, I guess 4C hair is the right. worst. I guess 4C hair is this. And the things they have to say about 4C hair, I'm like, sorry, I've studied hairdressing and I've studied 
uh, trichology. I, I'm yet to come across a book mm -hmm. that classifies hair based on this system. Yeah. Outside of the African-American community, this hair typing system is not what is used by anybody else anywhere else dealing with hair, mm. which then makes you think, where does this hair typing come system from. come from? Mm -hmm. And then once you understand where it comes from and the person who came up with it, and I'm up in my feelings now, <laughs> then you think, this is why it's divisive. Tell us a bit about it. Tell us a bit about its origin. Okay. It's, it, it, it's something that came about in the 90s. Right. Right. Let me just read it, please. <laughs> this is where we start to <laughs> reference things, right? So, the purpose of it, right? The Andre Walker hair typing system is a classification system for hair types created in the 1990s by Oprah Winfrey's stylist, Andre Walker. Mm -hmm. It was originally created to market Walker's line of hair care products. His intention yeah. was pure. And his intention was to market his products right. and to make sure that people understand his products. Mm -hmm. The 90s were not about natural hair. No. People had natural hair then, but relaxers were a big thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going for him. That's not what I'm doing because he, he's just created something that's turned into the monster that a is monster. Now. Yeah. He, this is not what his intention was. He was just trying to market his products. And right. he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Based on his understanding, based on his experience, right? <laughs> There's so much I want to say, <laughs> but I'm like, no, you will not say that. That is not graceful. Um, so for him, I understand where he was coming from. Right. But what has happened inadvertently, and I'm not going to hold him responsible for mm -hmm. this, is because now other people have now adopted it as a hair type classification system. Mm. Who are these other people? This is black women. Yeah. Starting with women in America, right? They then adopted this, not just for use with his products and understanding his products. So mm -hmm. if you look at his product line, it was like, if this is what your hair looks like, because he wasn't catering just to black women. Right. He was catering to hair in the 90s with his product line. So he, he's done something good for people to understand his product. Mm -hmm. Then these people have come in and have taken it over, right? And sadly, the system now comes under attack and criticism because the hierarchy of it is that white hair is number one. Yes. Caucasian women are number one. Mm -hmm. Black women are number four. Not just number four, but you're four A, B, or C. C. And mm -hmm. the majority of black African women have got four C hair. Yeah. And this is where people then come and say, oh, but I've got the worst hair type. Mm -hmm. What's that? I'm not co-signing on that. I'm sorry, because I don't, that's, I've got very tight curled right. hair. And I refuse to ever refer to myself or to my clients from that point of view. Hair is either straight, wavy, or curly. Curly. Yeah. And it's either healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. It needs healing or it's healed. So that's where I come from on a personal level because I get really upset because when a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old is telling you that I have the worst hair type, then you're like, what makes you say that? Well, but my hair is 4C. It's very insidious. Very. Mm -hmm. Extremely. 
and they've looked at the pictures. They've looked at the pictures and, the, and the curl pattern. And it comes with images. It you does. see, So he created something that was to sell his product. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not slamming him. I'm slamming what we've done with something that he created. So I think for me, it was created in the 90s. We've moved on from the 90s. We are no longer in the 90s. So we should no longer be using the system. We shouldn't. There's no, there's no reason for there's us no to need. use that. We now understand enough to know that. We know what's wrong with the natural hair world. Yes. We know where the issues lie. And it's not with it's not hair. No, and it's not even with RU3A, B3C, whatever. It doesn't even matter. White women don't walk around saying, I'm a 1A, I'm a 1B, I'm a 1 mm -hmm. 2 The only people doing this are people with type 3 hair, which then is... It's, Glamorized. It's almost, yes. Yeah. It's, people walk around like, oh, I've got type 3 hair and and da, 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 And it's okay, well done. Very good. Mm -hmm. You did nothing to get this 3A, this 3B, this 3C. Just like the people with 4C did nothing to get it other than be born. Yeah. Let's start having useful conversations about hair typing. Like, let's start talking about having healthy hair. Mm -hmm. Let's start talking about the things that affect your hair's health. Let's start talking about the training of stylists. Yes. Let's talk about, let's talk about the people we allow to do our hair. Let's talk about the language we are using. This because I really still don't feel that nappy is a positive word because of where it comes from. And so this is one of our biggest reservations when it came to nappy ever after. And it's this whole conversation of being able to reclaim something that comes from such a horrible negative connotation that I'm sure many people aren't even aware of. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of us accept an almost mediocre standard when it comes to things like this. Mm -hmm. When it comes to who we are in our heads, it's okay to be co-opted into using a hair typing system where we have no idea how it's come about mm -hmm. and or not who created it. who created it and why he created it. See, this, this is, is the it. Thing. Start with why. Mm -hmm. When you know a why, then you're able to, oh, okay, this isn't for me. This is for me. His product line is still out there. I'm sure you can buy yeah. it in America. So if you're trying to buy his products, by all means, it's easier than calling up somebody and saying, which one of your products do I need? Which product works for me? Right. He's been very intentional about creating his product line. Mm -hmm. And I, it sounds like I'm angry at him. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not angry at him because he just shows the power of intention. He had an intention. He created a product line. He's like, okay, if you're a type one, this is your product. If you're type two, and this is why when I'm saying type one, I'm talking about this. When I'm yes. saying type two, I'm talking about this. When I'm saying type four, I'm talking about this i think i would be less annoyed if afro hair was at type one for a change mm. so i was having a conversation with one of my little clients over the summer she's learning to braid right and i talked to her about this and um when i showed her a picture of andre walker it's interesting for an 11 year old she turned around and she said oh but he's not a black man mm. now i don't know that andre doesn't think of himself as a black man i'm just saying in her mind she looked at that and she thought, oh, but he's not black. Mm. And I'm like, well, but in America, he is black. And she's like, well, but he's not black. I think he's mixed. But it was interesting that that was her response yes. to me saying, oh, this is the guy who came up. Because she's a firm believer. She was a firm believer in the whole typing system because of YouTube. Okay. So then I was like, well, this is the person who created Let's understand why he came up with it. And so I said to her, does it change how you feel about the hair typing system? And she said, yes, mm. I'm not going to be using it anymore. Good for her. The realization that is something, this is something that is coming from somebody that she personally cannot identify with. Right. Which is almost a shame because at the same time, 
he came up with it for his product range. <laughs> yeah. He was intentioned. He came up with it and he said, okay, these are my products. This is what's going to help you understand which product you need to use. And people have taken it and have turned it into an ugly thing. Definitely. Into a very, very ugly thing, which then it's, you know, people like, oh, kinky. That mm. kinky word is like, oh, my hair is kinky. My hair is tough. My, my hair is difficult. My hair is hard. My mm. hair is dry. And it's just like, but the hair is growing out of your body. What are you doing to make it be like that? Yes. But then I just realized that it's not because people have heard these. People start to repeat what they've heard said about their own hair yep. when they're young, which is why, again, back to Napoli ever <laughs> after. This poor woman, she was in her 30s, I'd like to think. She's in her 30s. She's a grown woman with mm -hmm. her own home, high-powered job, doing really well. And yet her whole life was governed by her hair, by her hair and by the things her mother had put her through. She used to like swimming. Mm. There's something that happens in the film where she swims and that is not handled well. And towards the end of the film, she comes full circle and she's now in her 30s. <laughs> Or in her late 20s. And she's saying to her mother, when I was 10. <laughs> and you're like, oh, girl, you kept that in a long time. Yes, but yes. how it manifested and how it was all through her life mm -hmm. was such that, it, like her hair was a military operation. Mm. And that's one of the things I hear from clients. Like, it takes too long to do my hair. Like, it takes so long. And I'm like, I don't know what world you live in because it doesn't take that long to do my hair. Right. It doesn't. And, like, your hair is not as long as mine. Mm -hmm. Your hair is not even as thick as mine. You're, like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, technically speaking, it should take me a long time to do my hair. But because I know how. This is it. So I will never, ever talk about my hair in terms of my hair is difficult to do or my hair is this. No, that's mm. not true. My hair is easy to do, girl. It's easy. Ooh, what a episode. Yeah, what well, I think we need to talk about this a lot more we because do. we still have quite a lot of information because it's sad when you're not dancing mm. just because your hair is going to revert. <laughs> It's like you're, you're, you're looking outside and you're thinking, I cannot dance. Am I, where am I going? I, I, I need a shower cap on my head. And this is where some of the statements that you hear, especially in America, okay? Right. This happens a lot in America because my experiences of being raised in Africa were that we went swimming, mm. okay? In America, they'll t there's a thing where they say so much on, on so many platforms, oh, black people don't swim. Right. Black people don't swim because of the hair, because of the weave, because of this. And I'm like... But you can swim with all those things. It's, mm. it's, there's nothing wrong with swim. Well, you're not going to swim with a wig. I mean, I know a person who does. <laughs> I know someone who goes swimming in a wig, but they have a swim wig, mm. you know. So even if you wanted to go swimming in a wig, by all means, go ahead and do so. But if you have a weave, if you've got braids, if you've got this, if you want to swim, your stylist is there to guide you and direct you on how to, how to manage so. that. If you've yeah. got your natural hair, I love to I, I love to swim. Mm -hmm. I go swimming. I love. To, let me just a disclaimer for those who know me. I like to swim in pools that are not busy. Okay, mm. if it's a busy pool, I'm not swimming in it because <laughs> <laughs> I've nearly been drowned twice. So I I swim with my hair, and this was another thing that happened when I say to somebody, "Oh, I'm going swimming," and they're like, "Oh, with your hair," and I thought. Yes, with my hair. Like, uh, why would I not go swimming with my hair? They're like, mm. oh, so you, how, how do, what do you do with your hair? And I'm like, nothing. I just go into the pool and I swim. 
But then you realize that there is a lot of misinformation out yes, there. there and is. people, stylists, if a stylist doesn't swim and if she doesn't know what to do about it, she can't pass that information mm. on. So it's, it's, let's be, let's be aware of the fact that when you're saying things, especially to children yes. or to family members, you could be scarring them yeah. and that scarring won't show up necessarily early. It will show up later on in life. Celebrate a child for who they are. And if you're going to do their hair, it's like, we're going to a wedding. Let's do your hair for the wedding. Their beauty has nothing to do with their hair being done. Yeah. A, a child's beauty has nothing to do with their hair being styled. Mm. Absolutely nothing to do with that. It's like, we're going to go, what style would you like us to do? How are we going to style your hair? Why are we styling your hair? Because we don't want it to get, if they're going to school or nursery, just be very careful. We don't want to make sure that you, the sand and mm. all sorts of other things. It's just, you know, it will make it so much better for you if your hair is protected yes. by putting it into a style. Yes. We're talking about protection because we need to protect our hair. We're talking about preserving our hair. And we are not saying, let's look nice. Let's mm. look pretty. That's, that's, I mean, that gets said to children of all sorts, but yeah. it means something totally different when a child has got um, curly, curly hair. hair. So things like, let's tame your hair or let's tame that hair. Mm. Let's make your hair look tidy. That's another one. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean by tidy when the hair is curly? Usually people just mean, let's make it behave like straight hair. Yeah. Let's make it lay flat like straight hair. It's curls. They mm -hmm. don't lay flat. Curly hair doesn't grow down. It grows upwards out. and outwards yeah. and fabulously. That's <laughs> how it grows. And that's what makes it versatile. So let's not use terms like that. Yes. And then you've got people who say, oh, it's looking wild mm. or crazy. Mm. It's like their hair looking crazy. Where are you going with your hair looking crazy? That's not nice. Yeah. We don't want you out here looking crazy. And you're saying that to a child. The connotations that it will then go on yeah. to have. And it'll show up as people are older, as mm. teenagers. That's when they always then want their hair flat ironed. And then that's when they want relaxer. And that's when they then start to make choices like using wigs for the wrong reasons right. and in the wrong way. Weaves then become a tool that is used in the wrong way and for the wrong reasons. Mm. Those are accessories. They're toys. It's some things I have fun with. It's something to style up. It's something to change your color with. It's, it's a change up. It's a change up. But at the end of the day, it, at the end of the day, it's more about you're hurting. Mm. You're causing pain. So look up these words. Look up what you did. Look at the history of it. Mm -hmm. Look at the history. Because it's like it used to be wooly and then it became nappy. So for you to say, I'm reclaiming the word and I'm using it, but no, you're not reclaiming anything. You're mm. perpetuating the stereotype. You're perpetuating stereotypes. And those stereotypes came about from what? The subjugation of black people. Yeah. And it hurts. It, it does hurt once people realize, oh, but my own family is saying this about me. Or, you know, I've got clients who will say things like, my ears are too small, my ears are too big, so I can't style my hair like this. My forehead's too big, my forehead's too small. Because why does a child need to be told that? Like, mm. they, they didn't go to a shop and buy their forehead. So, for, like your cousin, you were saying about yeah. her saying, her hair is one way and your hair is one way. But those are genes. You don't share exactly the same parentage. Yeah. 
and even people who do share the same parentage, we're all unique mm-hmm. in our own ways. So we have to be aware of the words we use, whether we are giving a compliment, whether we are raising children. And also if we're just talking about our own hair, especially to people who are non-black. Yes. Okay. So with all this said and done, let's have our moment of grace. Oh. <laughs> hmm. I, I don't even, it's, I've got, I've got too many of them. One. Um, <laughs> we have one. <laughs> moment of grace for this is think mm-hmm. before you speak. Have an intention to what you are saying. And just think, is this going to hurt this person long term? Mm. So let's be intentional about the words that we use. And let's use positive words. Let's build instead of destroy. Brilliant. Let's make people feel good about who they genuinely uh, are. Yeah. Because then that beauty from inside, it shines all shines the way through. out through yeah. to the outside. And people become just nicer people all around because their beauty is coming from the right place. Right. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. We have... We have to come back to this. It would be lovely to have a live episode about yes. this. Yes. We'd love to hear your, your, your thoughts as well. This is one of those conversations that all of us, all of us with Curly Hair, something to say about it. We want to mm-hmm. hear your thoughts. At us. Tag us. Um, hashtag moment of grace hashtag Nyasha Musa Grace definitely next week we'll be coming with an interview from a wigologist we're super excited to have her in the studio with us we look forward <laughs> to the whole thing we, yes because I am a wig aficionado okay in terms of I'm a wig wearing yes aficionado like, <laughs> I like to wear my wigs and I'm yeah. like Ooh. yes so I'm excited about that so we will see you guys next week take care <laughs>